Okay. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to uh, Conversations with Hannah. I'm Hannah Weisberg. I'm editor of thejewishwoman.org. And in this conversation today, we have a special couple joining us. We have Amanda and Louise Chaimovich. Shimanovich. Shimanovich. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Amanda and Louise, you're joining us all the way from Vancouver, right? Correct. British yeah. Columbia, Canada. British Columbia, Canada. Okay. So um, <clears throat> Amanda and Louise are joining us to tell us a little about their life and about their journey and specifically about one particular mitzvah, one particular observance that the Jewish people have, which is the mitzvah of mikvah, which is a mitzvah between couples. Now, um, hi, Amanda and, and Louise, tell us a little about your background and your upbringing. Well, uh, I grew up in a very small city, Brazil, uh, Santos, with almost no Judaism. Um, my father is not Jew, only my mother, so we grew up with no religion at home. And then when I turned 18 years old, I started to go, I decided to go to Israel. Uh, I don't know to learn more about myself, about what is to be a Jew. I knew that I was a Jew, but I didn't know what this means. Um, so I moved to Israel, I made Aliyah. This is how we met. He was working on the Jewish agency. Oh, wow. And he, he was working on my file and then through the telephone, we felt in love. <laughs> and Amazing. then he, he picked him up in the airport and we started dating. Um, so he was like the first Jewish man that I met. Wow. Yeah, like on, on a, like same age as me to, to date. And then there I had some classes in Amidrasha for Brazilians, uh, Shari Bina. Uh, what, what, what made you go to Israel, Amanda? What made you decide to go to Israel? You just wanted to learn more about Judaism? Yes, I, 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 I didn't get accepted in college. It was very, very hard to get accepted. I was a very specific and good one, and I was not accepted. I was so frustrated, then I said, okay, I will give a break. And I don't know anything. Like I'm, I'm concerned about my professional life now. I'm 18 years old, but I don't know anything about my, my roots or... What is to be a Jew? I had Pesach at my grandma, but that's it. And I said, let's discover. So I I went to a midrasha just to have classes in Portuguese it, it, because it's my language and they didn't speak Hebrew. Uh, but I, I, I was not Orthodox. I'm not Orthodox now. But this is the first Judaism that I met. It was the Orthodox one. And I felt it was a very beautiful tradition. And I saw how the, the Jewish families were special. And I spent some Shabbats in, in um, Jewish families, uh, specific Orthodox ones. And um, I was very impressed. And then when I heard about Tarata Mishpacha, I heard, oh, this is not for me. I don't think so. And I was dating Louise and Louise. Tell our, tell our viewers, what is Tara to Mishpacha in a nutshell? Because a lot of people don't know what you're talking about. So just introduce them to it a little bit. Tara to Mishpacha 
we can translate as purity laws. Right. Family yeah, party. of marriage. Um, well, how can I explain in words? I think Liz can explain better than me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so Teata Mishpacha, it's the, uh, the rules and, and the traditions and the way of living that um, maintain the, the life of the couple as pure and, and sanctified as, as it should be. It gives us uh, some rules of separation, the time for the wife and time for the husband apart. So it's, um, it's not just some rules, it's just also a way of living, a way of uh, behaving and a way of bringing Shalom Bai to the house. So uh, learning from it, it also improves your life as a couple and uh, gives you the, the renewal of a relationship once a month, every couple of weeks you get together again. So it maintains the purity of the marriage, at the, at the, of the marriage, giving the wife the time for herself, the time to heal, the time to uh, recover, and then for the couple to uh, somehow renew the vows as a couple, I guess. Wonderful. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so from the time period that a woman has her period until about a week after, she and her husband are separate in terms of marital intimacy. That's right. And then the woman actually immerses in the mikvah before they reunite, and this is almost like a monthly honeymoon. Um, so right. it's, it's a mitzvah that is, you know, especially on the women, but it's really on the family. And how did you get to, well, why don't you tell us a little about your background, Louise, before you tell us how it is that you got to keeping okay. this, because Amanda just said she's not observant. So why would you keep this, right? So um, my whole life since I was, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood in Sao Paulo in Brazil. Uh, I went to uh, Lubavitch school in Sao Paulo. Back in the day, it was uh, Begun, the rabbi there. No, preschool. The preschool, yeah. yeah because preschool. when I started for grade one, there was no um, Lubavitch school back then. I'm talking about the uh, early 80s. I went to um, to Jewish secular school in Sao Paulo, but I grew up in the Jewish neighborhood. Everything was either Jewish or Yiddish back then. So Yiddish was the, uh, the main language of the streets with my grandparents. I went to the synagogue, uh, all, all the traditions, um, all, all the, um, you know, I'm not... Whatever the Jewish life we had in New York or, or in Chicago or in France, we had in Sao Paulo. Same thing as Buenos Aires. So it was very uh, Jewish. Uh, when I was 18, we moved to Israel for different reasons. Uh, I was in the army. But the funny thing, I, I guess most of the people also uh, live that thing is once you're in Israel, you're less Jewish and you're more an immigrant. Right. So for many years, I was. That? I don't know. Well, you were in Israel. You were another. You just feel your Jewishness. I guess you don't feel like you have to express exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, and many times people ask if I'm if I was Jewish because that that was very strange. In Brazil, I was a Brazilian Jew. In in Israel, I was a South American. Right. So, but not Jewish. It's it's a kind of a paradox that you have when you move to Israel. Especially, I live in Ashkelon, so it's not like. A, traditional religious orthodox city but um with the time and through chabad ashkelon i i returned to attend the synagogue and when we were back to brazil we got married in israel in jerusalem like that was a very nice um uh, 
Jewish uh, wedding in front of the Kotel. And uh, pre-married, we took classes. So uh, because of the Midrashah, and, and we decided that we would take uh, the classes, we learn about um, how to be a Jewish couple, even though we're not Orthodox. I grew up with Lubavitch. I know all, all the prayers, I know all the rules, I know all the, the traditions from home. I'm from, from Lubavitch in, in Sao Paulo, from uh, the secular Jewish school. So we decided to, to know more, to uh, get this baggage into our... Uh, life together yeah to build a jewish house and uh, i i didn't know about Terat Mishpacha. i didn't i didn't i know that mikveh existed but i didn't know what is it and why we have it and um before we got married before the the wedding we uh, attend classes in brazil even though we got married in israel we uh, took classes in brazil uh different rabbis different synagogues and uh, we decided that for us and for the Shalom Bayit, for the whole concept of Shalom Bayit, and to have a healthy uh, life as a couple, we will um, take into our lives the uh, the whole idea of Terat Mishpacha. Even though our parents didn't understand at the beginning why you're doing that, and now even today, I don't know, the, when they ask, where is Amanda tonight? They have to, oh, she's, uh, she's away. So they kind of understand she's going to the mikveh, and also for the kids, it's important to tell that mom is away tonight. She is going to take the special bed, so they understand and, and they will carry this um, this whole tradition and those rules with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in, in general, the whole idea of taking uh, the mitzvot of Terat Mishpacha is because we think uh, the the main consequence is uh, a healthier, a better, and a happier um, Jewish life as a couple. Yes, and I had someone in Israel um, uh, arrived that I really liked him. And then before I got married, he said, um, like, you, you don't need to keep Shabbat if you don't want. You don't need to do anything if you don't want. But please, you need to keep Tarat HaMishpacha. It's very important. And at that time, I was not so sure that I wanted that, but how he was important to me. Uh, I decided to, yeah, okay, if he's saying so, I think it must be very important. Mm. Yes. And then there's another thing. We um, we like to travel. He works with tourism. And then we, when we travel like to Europe, to all the countries there, and every small city that we go, we've, we ended up finding a mikveh. So if I, I as a woman, I've, like a woman, I feel very connected to the ancient Jewish woman in the past. Like it's a tradition that a Jewish woman are keeping for, I don't know, for a, for centuries, for many years, many generations. So you see like the, all these ruins, these um, old archaeological sites, and you see a mikveh there. Wow. Yeah. So for me, it was very, very special that we, we still keep this. We are still We're part of keeping this. this. We are part of this. Did yeah. you did you see that in some places? Like, where did you travel that you saw that? Oh, we found we were uh, in northeast Brazil. We're going to some like um, the city center of one of the uh, one of the old cities there, and then uh, we look some kind of structure. And well, in Portuguese, I said to one that that looks like a mikveh. 
and there was this like country man, country boy, and he confirmed Portuguese, Portuguese with like this heavy accent. Yes, this is a Mikiver. Wow. And then there was that belonged to Branca Dias. She came from Portugal to Amsterdam, and then she was a landlord in Brazil, but she was a, a crypto Jew. She couldn't wow. show, and she had a mikveh hidden in her house. So you're talking about a mikveh that was like hundreds of years old, right? Yeah, from the 16th century. Wow, look at that. And like in the middle of the city, in the middle of like the, the city farm, city market, and you had a mikveh there. What, what, also, what did it look like? What was it like? Was it, it was so like a round structure mm-hmm. on the top of like a small hill. And around it, did you have like, uh, like uh, food stalls and like regular market day, regular market city. But in around it, you, you had a mikveh, you have a structure with stairs and a round pool. Mm. It's somehow protected. But if you're not Jewish, you're not looking to it the, as a mikveh. You see, like a small pool. It's like a node structure. And mm. even we lived in Portugal. And I was traveling also in a small city in northern Portugal and in a bu- office building dating like early uh, 20th century, they found a mikveh in the basement. So people work around the mikveh. There's a mikveh structure in, in, in an office building. It's a small office building and they have a mikveh in there. Portugal was very Jewish in the past. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Amazing. So, so Amanda, you feel connected to ancient traditions, to women of the past when you go to the mikvah. What, what does it make you feel for yourself, for your marriage? Like, why did you both decide to keep this in your marriage? Especially if you say you're not so religious or you're not religious at all, yeah. uh, even though we don't call it, we don't label ourselves. But what made you feel that this was so important for your relationship? Well, when, uh, well, as I, as I said in the beginning, I was not so sure that you want to keep this, but since uh, day one from our marriage, we started to keep. And then this became very natural for us. And I I saw that it was not so hard how it looks like. It was, now it's part of it's our natural. routines. Yeah. yeah, it's not so complicated how people... It's uh, a natural break from or weekly schedules, uh, taking us apart for a couple of weeks and then reuniting. Yeah, us. then I um, studying about Judaism and I saw that the most important building uh, or construction in a Jewish neighborhood needs to be a mikveh, more than a school or a synagogue. Then we, we stop and you think, wow, this must be really important. <laughs> right. Then we saw that is, uh, Judaism is our, uh, a religion about family. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, I, I think, well, if you don't live a Jewish life, the family is not uh, trained now. It's not a strong uh, yeah, so we decide, social no. construction for some people. And uh, and uh, I guess that the Terat Mishpacha and the Shalom uh, brings the Shalom Bait and keeps the family together. Yeah, we decided let's uh, keep uh, Shabbat candles, uh, let's keep Kiddush with our kids, and let's keep Tarata Mishpacha as a family. Yeah, this this mitzvot. And I don't think you need to be orthodox to, I don't know, to the mitzvah. 
Sure, absolutely. Like not have, so when we tell our friends like about that we keep Tanata Mishpacha, yeah, the, the reactions are very what are well, the reactions? interesting yeah. to say the least. Why you do that? Are you dosing? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. If you talk to Israelis, you, but you're not religious because they have this dichotomy. <laughs> Uh, secular and religious, there's no gray area. So when people, why, why do that? I don't have to be orthodox to do that. I don't have to, you know, uh, wear black and white to do that. Sure. It's part of our modern Jewish yeah. life. I think it's not a orthodox thing. It's a Jewish thing. Yeah, it's a Jewish thing, and it's it's an important heritage that we should always um, yeah. um, keep and and maintain. And sure, kids, that you, you you can do that. You don't have well, if you want to do more things, that's great. But sure, it's not something that is apart from Judaism. As Amanda yeah. said, the family is the base of Judaism. The the, the 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 man, the father, the mother, as a woman, and the kids. We all have different roles, but uh, together as a family, we are the ones that bring Judaism to the next generation and to the next and. Yes, and we think that it's important to teach our kids about uh, mikveh. I know that most of the women, they like to keep this private, like they don't tell where they are going, but our kids, they are all under seven years old. And we don't have family around. So for them, the mom leaving uh, one night a month, for them, it's like a big thing. Yeah, then I explain I'm going to the mikveh um, with Marahana, and then they ask, ah, but... uh, but why? Then then my daughter asked me, she's four years old. She asked them, am I going to the mikveh when I grow up? <laughs> and I say, yes, you are going to the mikveh. So I want them to see this is a natural thing. Yeah. Right. Sure. That's important that kids should realize that. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I feel very connected to this mitzvah now. Do you feel that, that it helped your marriage in any way? Like how? Yes, how for sure. Because... You can explain about the chocolate cake theory. No, it's the thing that... Chocolate uh, cake? What's that? Well, no, it's, it's the way if you... Not chocolate, it's ice cream. Uh, chocolate ice cream. If you have chocolate ice cream every day, your whole life, someday you say, oh, enough of chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like, but the whole idea... It's it's a simplistic way of seeing that. But uh, if you take a, a two-week break from your marital life your uh, intimacy, you renew it every two weeks. It's like, uh, as you said, um, a new honeymoon, a new first date every uh, every month. So, and then um, for that time of the, the break from intimacy, you have more time to talk, um, to plan, you know. To watch TV talk shows. And, and, and like joke, it, you concentrate in other things. Yeah. Right. So you There's concentrate the on the emotional connection, I guess, not the physical. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The mo- emotional connection. You talk, you discuss, you, you uh, plan the future. So you do other things. So that is also to, very important to maintain the family as a whole. So right. for the, the woman, they don't have an idea what the mikveh is. Um, for me, it's like a spa day. Because the Balanit, she's always so concerned about uh, keeping the mikvah the most special place. So she only buys what, like the what, best Sorry, what's, who's the, like for those who don't know, who's the Balanit? Explain what, what you're saying. Like what was your experience in going oh, to a mikvah? Okay. 
Devalanit, well, she is the woman who will check you uh, before you go to the mikve to, to see if is everything okay. And she, oh, I don't know how, how to explain. She's very respectful. Like, it's not that she'll see you. She's if you're ready for the, uh, the Yeah, she, she asks will... is, uh, if you want to be uh, checked. And she's very Physically, respectful. emotionally ready to... But she's also yeah, a woman who will take care of the mikvah and she... Someone you trust. Like yes, someone you trust. Right, like an attend, a mikvah attendant. So, yeah. So what did she, like, so what was your experience in going to mikvah? You've gone to mikvah many, many places. What was it like? Yes, in many places. Um, I can feel in each mikvah there I go, there is this special, special touch. It's like the, the, there is someone who really cares about making this um this night very special. Yeah. Uh, I don't know my the balanit there I go here with the mikveh. She told me in the mikveh we only can use the best things, mm-hmm. like the best towel. We need to have the best experience. So it's very relaxing for me. It's a it's a night for myself that I don't have the kids screaming on the bathroom yeah. door. <laughs> Okay, can I relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you relax, you prepare yourself, and then you just dip into the pool, and that's your mikvah experience. But it's yeah, a time that you reserve for yourself, and you feel it's special in that way. Yeah. And then now that we need to plan our vacations, well, when you are not in North America, it's not that easy to find a mikvah. So you need to you need to have contact. Yeah, you need to you need to I don't know to to put this on your list. Like I will be having my mikvah night this night, so I need to have a mikvah around because for for me it's very important not to skip the night. Like I don't know why I, I was teaching this way. If this is your night, you can't go tomorrow. You need to go this night. Right. So we made a huge effort to keep this. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, we have, so before you go traveling, you make sure that there's a mikvah in your in the neighborhood or somewhere. Yeah. That yeah we we have a, a funny a funny story. We were in Portugal before we lived there. We were traveling there, and I don't know. You were. It was in the north, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We are we are far away from. Any Jewish uh, structure or uh, yes, community, and, uh, but that that was the night of the mikveh. No, but the night of the mikveh was a Motzei Shabbat, and then before Shabbat, I was trying to call the Balanit, and she was not answering. I called and talked to her. I called it, I don't know a million times, and she was not answering. Well, because you don't have so many Jews in Portugal, right? Sure. I think she was not expecting me then. Uh, when it was Motzei Shabbat, I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. Like, Shabbat is finished and we are away from the mikvah and we, I will not be able to do the mikvah tonight. And then she picked up the phone and she said, oh, sorry, I had a problem, but the mikvah is here. You can you can come. They said, oh, you were, what, two, two hours and a half, yeah. almost three hours away. Oh, wow. Shabbat, and they said, okay, I'll be there in I tried to be there in three hours. We didn't have a car with us because we are like traveling there. Then we didn't have a way to go there. Then we had um, a friend, a friend there, a Catholic friend. 
Then we explained to him, like he, he owns the hotel that we, we work. Then we explained to the to him we need to go to, to Lisbon now. And he said, Why? Ah, because I need to go there. I need like to, to go to the synagogue and but synagogue now, it's not Shabbat anymore. Why do you need to go there? No, because I need to take a special bath. And he was, Oh, you can pick any room you want to take <laughs> this bath. You don't need to go to Lisbon. And I said, no, we need, I need to go, needs to be there. So then he said, to the synagogue. yeah, he said, oh, you, you Jews are strange, but okay, you are worried, but I'll take you there. <laughs> then he drove us there and I was able to do, and um, because we didn't speak before me and the Balanit, she didn't heat the water and it was winter. Oh my gosh. Whoa. So the water was like freezing. freezing. And then she said, okay, count until three and go. Wow. I was okay. <laughs> but I did, yeah. Wow. So you dipped into this freezing cold water. <laughs> and the water. Wow. Yes, but I, I survived. It was a, a, a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your usual experience? You go to what does a mikvah usually look like in the most places that you go to? Oh, they look amazing, perfect with um, backgrounds, relaxing sound and candles and i don't know they have all the best brands for everything they have i don't know fancy like perfumes to use after i don't know for me it's like you you need to take a, a bath and it's really relaxing and i enjoy hanging out with the balanit she's my friend so always mm -hmm. after the mikvah is like when we we share we're all like out kind of yeah Wow. I, I know for me, it's a very positive ex uh, experience. Beautiful. So I, I know there's a lot of women who decide to, they want to take on mikvah and their husbands are very hesitant about it. It's usually the woman who feels that it's such a spiritual, beautiful thing for herself, emotionally connected to her flow and to the natural ebb and, you know, and, and way that a woman is. And yet the husband hears that and he's like, no way. Louis, what would you say to, to, to men that are hey, uh, At the beginning, if you're a young couple, I can understand that, you know, every night is a night, every day is a day. So, But it's important to give uh, your, your wife space. The wife needs that. Also, the men, if you think about it, we also need that because um, we have other things to do. And as you said, we, have, we need also the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. We need to stop and talk and discuss, and we have also have kids, plan, and even just sitting in the house, talking and getting to know each other, uh, feeling what's the other, it's thinking, it's planning. It's also very necessary and very positive to the life as a couple. Yeah. And do you work from home? So we see yeah, we work all from the home. Time. I'm <laughs> sitting here, she's sitting like, uh, oh, you both work away. from home. Yeah. So, you don't have this tension. It's uh, we know when we need to be apart. We we know when you can plan to be together, and you make you make every day special. Right. When you can't be together, and we finally can be together, we can finally share intimacy. Every day is special, and for those days that you cannot share the intimacy, 
you can plan for those days. You can uh, now see, we, we don't have parents. My parents live in Israel, her parents live in Brazil. So it's just us. It's just a nucleus, the hardcore of the family. It's what we have. So we share the same, the same house with the three kids and we can plan, you can discuss, you can see what's next with the time that you have away from each other. So it, it's very important. The husbands also need to think that uh, our own space is necessary. Even we live at the same house, we share 24 hours a day the same house because we were working from home. So it's important for the women and for the men to have the space for themselves, to have the the, uh, the time to think, the time to talk, the time to plan. Right. Uh, just to clarify, it's not that you need to be physically apart. It's just that you can't have physical intimacy during that. Exactly. Time. Yeah. And, and talking and, and, and sharing and laughing and reading together. It's also a great way to share some kind of intimacy, right? Because mm-hmm. you discover the person not just physically, but emotionally. Um, what are the intentions? What are the plans? How to deal with the emotions also with your uh, wife and husband? So right. I would I would recommend that it's it is a lot better than you think. Yes, I think couples they are maybe always looking for ways to renew their relationship. Um, and you have this great recipe. Yeah, they have, but maybe they don't know. Yeah, right. Most so many people don't know about it. What What did your parents think about it when, like, your mother never? I mean, she was married to a non-Jew, so she didn't need to go to the mikvah. What did she feel when she heard about you? taking on this mitzvah? Honestly, I think she said, oh, why you do that? Right. I didn't raise you with a religion. So why you decide to to do that? I don't know if our parents, they understand because they didn't do. Right. Um, I guess my mom kind of understand, but she never asked me to do that. She never, I, I know that she didn't keep this mitzvah at home, but uh, she accepts it. Mm-hmm. She said that it's good that you're doing it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Right. Know, but but I'm happy that we are able to pass this to our children. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Okay. What you know? What would you like to tell people out there about mikvah, about this mitzvah, family purity? that you think people don't know and should know? It, it is better than it looks. It's, it's not so complicated. It's, a, it's something, if you have to bring one thing to your family life, the Teratam Mishpacha brings a lot of Shalbait, brings a lot of, uh, of Nachatar on the family, gives your wife a chance to get a day away from the kids, from the <laughs> daily schedules and stress. And it's also an opportunity to... Uh, also to do the father to no, it's an opportunity too. to take care of yourself because yeah. sometimes as a mother with three kids and or oh, more great. kids and maybe you don't have time for yourself and then I have this day that I know that it'll be like everything made and everything perfect and that you look like really great again. Yeah, what once a month you can say boy kala, boy kala. You can accept your wife as a princess, as a, as a queen once again. Beautiful. So it's a way of really inviting God also into your relationship. Do you feel yeah, God more like a more close? Tehara, it's, it's purity. 
Right. And um, you have your own uh, Kodesh at your place, at your, uh, at your bedroom. So you invite it back every month anew to your uh, to the um, to the family, to the core of the family, husband and, and wife. So as I said, it, it, it does good to yes, the exactly. life as, as a couple. Yeah. And, I, I think and you've been together it. for like 15 years. 15 years, yeah. yeah. And you've been three keeping kids. it all your married life. Wow. Yeah. Three kids, uh, four countries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Okay, for those who are watching, if you want to know more about the laws of family purity, we have a lot on Chabad.org. Just do a search, or for mikvah, it will um, really explain what a little bit more in detail what these laws are. But um, Louis and Amanda are really on a journey to tell people that it isn't something that needs to only be kept by religious people, by observant people, but anyone, anyone who's Jewish, this is something that's part of your heritage. And this is part of something that can enhance your relationship. And is this what you tell your friends? You go around telling your friends this? Yes. And, yes. And have you convinced anyone that this is so or no? Not really yet. Yes, I, have, uh, I have two friends who, who they said, oh, you do that? It's great. Maybe, uh, maybe I should try. Um, Yes, we are always open to talk and to... Yeah, we, we don't hide yeah. it from anyone. It's really 100%. part of... Yeah, yeah. Sure, no, don't say, like, I'm going to the mikveh now. But no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if I don't right. start talking to anyone, every Jewish woman go to mikveh. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but it is it, nice to I see, can't. though. It's, it's nice to see as time moves on that, I mean, the mikvehs are so beautiful and they're such spa-like, you know, features that... People who are completely not religious are also going and, and starting to go to go and enjoying this beautiful connection that comes from it. It only brings benefits. It's beneficial 100%. There's no against with all the pros. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for I hope sharing. We have to convince more people. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for telling us about this, your experience with mikvah and was sharing it to other people. And if anyone wants any more information on this beautiful mitzvah, just look up on Chabad.org, Taharat HaMishbacha, or mikvah, and you should find a lot there about with more of the details. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing with us your beautiful experience. Thank May you. you continue to enjoy each other and enjoy having this special part in your life and enjoying inviting God into your life and growing in all areas, emotionally and spiritually together. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank have a, you. Have a good afternoon. Be well. Bye-bye.